Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all of these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. I started therapy because I was so stuck on the problems in my dating life. My therapist helped me learn why I was ending up in the same situations over and over and helped me come up with a different way and a different mindset to approach dating. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. Hey guys, it's Alana. And Jonah. And welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other, other people. people. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. Whoa. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Jonah. What did I do now? I don't know. You tell me. There's actually a there's a, like 30 seconds where I um, left the microphone in the one of the edits, and you were like talking into the microphone, like. Oh no! Did listen you listen to, to it? You listened. Well, you were going to tell us all a secret about me, and then you never did. Well, because I felt bad about it. I don't want to like be out here spilling your secrets to the world. You never know yeah, who's going to listen. Tell we us what's go- tell I mean, us what's going on in your personal life, Alana. Before we get to our awesome guest. Ah, um, well, I haven't showered in like three days, <laughs> which is why I have a beanie on right now. Don't forget, if you want to watch and see how I look after not showering for three days, we have all of our episodes on YouTube, uh, seeing other people on our channel. And please, as always, share this with a friend, share it with a coworker, share it with a parent, share it with whoever you love, if you love us. And if you want to keep hearing more episodes, we sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. My dating life, um, there actually is a dating life for once. And that's that's pretty rare. And um, I actually recently canceled some dates with wow. some, some people I was talking to because I want to really give a shot to this this one guy out there in the world. This Just is good details because weird. we record some of these episodes that we get released have been recorded a couple weeks earlier, but we record these intros almost a day or two before for this very reason, which is to get the accurate update. Yeah. So you've canceled some dates and you have is it correct me from is it date number six tomorrow, I believe you told me recently? There's there yeah. Great. That's very exciting. We're all very excited ah. for you. And by the way, this is how you look without showering for three days. Then you look fantastic. So this is nothing yeah. to worry about. This is nothing to worry about. Well, that's why uh, I like the beanie. I haven't been feeling well. I've literally slept like eighteen out of the last twenty four hours, and I thought about showering for this. And I was like, well, the majority of people are just going to be listening and not looking. <laughs> so well, uh, I'll go ahead and introduce our our guest. I know he's your friend, but I think it's fun because I didn't know him as well. And yeah. so Derek Lindsay is a awesome New Yorker, um, and has recently gone through his, you know, a whole new romantic journey in his life that I'm excited for you guys to hear about from his mouth. Um, it's a very informative episode and it's it's a lot of fun. And I think uh, people are going to get a lot of benefit out of it. So that's me basically just being as vague as possible so that you listen to the rest of the episode, which feels right. I like it. Let's Let's get right into it. And... We're in the episode, getting used to this whole idea of transitioning from intro segment to episode segment, but we were with the awesome Derek Lindsay in the Zencaster room. Welcome to seeing other people. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We are thrilled this to is, have you here. This is what it looks like to make a hit dating podcast. You know, just three faces in small squares <laughs> talking about dating and romance. Uh, can you paint a picture for our audience where you are, what, you know... Where yeah, where you are, who you are, um, yeah. all that jazz. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, Derek Lindsay. I'm in New York here, posting up during the the pandemic uh, with my boyfriend Michael. Um, I know Alana through a mutual friend, so I spent a lot of time with Alana, who's awesome. Just meeting Jonah for the first time, so thanks both for having me, and excited to be here. Hell yeah! You almost you almost moved to Greenpoint, almost which the audience. Point. Audience knows that I'm a big Greenpointer. <laughs> you 
we're convinced otherwise somehow, and I'm not going to let that slide for any of this. <laughs> no, we liked it a lot. We were looking at Greenpoint. We were looking at a lot of like the newer construction buildings, which were like a little bit too stuffy for us. And then we just found a good deal in the city. So decided to stay, stay close to home. <laughs> I, I think we need to give like a, a warning to anyone who's listening, where if you want to be convinced to move to Brooklyn, talk to Jonah. If you are debating <laughs> where to live, don't talk to Jonah because he is incredibly biased. But if, you, if you're conv- looking for someone to say yes, do it. Jonah's your guy. I did convince one of our AMA question askers a couple weeks ago to move to New York straight up. I think she oh, wow. was like, this Instagram story inspired me to move to New York. And I was like, do it. And she's like, yeah, like, what am I doing? I, I should just fucking do it, right? And I was like, do it. And so I was just in Central Park. Yeah. And I was like walking. And I was like, damn, I love New York. It was like a snowy day. And she was like, this really inspired me. And here's what I will say, Derek, to your point. There are a bunch of those new kind of buildings here. Um, but I'm in one of those. Like, I must, I imagined po- previously Polishly occupied oh, yeah. by, and second story. The, the walls are, are this thin. Like, you know, I'm involved in the conversation. I can only imagine what my neighbors think I do all day with this <laughs> podcast. And there's brick. But yes, there are these lovely new buildings. And uh, it's turned into a cool little spot. Um, but yeah. we're, not here to talk, we're not here to talk about the uh, architecture and real estate of Greenpoint. We're, we're here not? to talk about dating. I thought that's what podcast this was. Oh, shit. Am I in the, wrong, am I in the wrong virtual recording room? You're on the wrong Zencaster. Um, <laughs> we're, we're here to dis- again. We're here to discuss dating and romance. And yeah, I mean, let's just get to the goods of it. Derek, can you describe to us what your dating life is like at the moment and what's going on? Yeah, um, a little boring now since I am in a relationship. So been with my for two years. Boring. It doesn't mean it's boring. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's good for me. It's good for us. Um, So that's sort of where I am. But it's been definitely a journey to get here. Um, Recently came out, I think, like two years ago now. So um, from where I was there to where I am now, it's been awesome to, you know, experience the last couple of years for sure. Yeah, I know when we first met, I guess two and a half ish years ago, um, we we did like a share house for the weekend in the Hamptons, and then a few months later, I didn't know who or what you were looking for, and then a few months later, I guess, or at some point, like a year later, it was like, oh, like Derek has a boyfriend. And I was like, wait, Derek has a boyfriend? What? So tell yeah. us, um, yeah, because you obviously recently came out, so. Tell us what that was like and, and when, why you decided to do it when you did and, and what it's been like since then. Yeah. I mean, it was it's definitely like sort of a saga. Um, so like I was dating women all through college, like growing up, um, definitely value those times. Thought it was a, um, I mean, all of those relationships meant something to me, but I think always in the back of my mind, I was a little curious. Um, and I think like for me, I, f- I feel like sexuality is like a little bit of a, a spectrum that also changes over time. And I feel like, uh, that curiosity didn't, didn't really get the best of me, I guess you could say, until I was um, in my 20s. Um, and so when I was, I think, like 26, I started exploring um, in New York. So using dating apps and trying to meet people. Um, but no one really knew, like in my circle. So I was like doing it all alone, which was kind of um, challenging. Um, and then actually, the reason I did come out to like a broad group of my friends was because I was sort of outed on one of these apps. Um, and so I told two oh, close friends, wow. like, yeah, it, it, it wasn't the greatest couple of weeks. Um, but I told like two close friends. So one, we were like out one night in, at the Blind Barber in East Village um, coming home. And she was like, yeah, like, I know I haven't told anyone this, but I've explored with women. And I was like, okay, well, uh, I've explored with men. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I felt like on the same page there. Um, and then one other friend, we were like out to drinks and I just felt like she was going through a hard time. I almost felt just compelled to tell her. Um, and so I had two people mm. who knew who were sort of in my, um, in my corner, but then I had gone on this date with Michael, who's my now boyfriend, our first date, uh, good night, sunny in East village. Wow. And it was, it's like so cheesy, but like, as soon as we, nice. got, yeah, I love that place. Um, but like, as soon as we got home, uh, I, like I got up to my room and I like get a text from one of my friends and it's like just a screenshot of me on one of these like gay apps. 
and a question mark. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, the timing of that. Yeah, it was wild. Um, what, 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 app, what, what, is, what app was that? It was called Chappie. I don't even know if it's around anymore because like after okay. that. I've heard saga, of Yeah. I think it's only for the gays. <laughs> yeah. I, but I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. So that was interesting. I like was really excited about like meeting Michael and I wasn't letting it get to the best of me. But I sat on that text for a couple of days and then basically called Liana who knew and was like, all right, can you meet me for drinks? And then we drafted like this like such a casual text to like my three closest friends. Cause I wanted to be able to tell them and not have that sort of taken from me. Um, and so I like texted them, turned my phone on airplane mode and then just like had drinks. And then when I got home, everyone was very supportive, but that was sort of the first stage. And then it's sort of like t- telling your family, telling it the whole world. <laughs> what, wow. what was it like when you started going on the, gay dating apps and you had to figure out how to navigate dating men versus dating women. I can imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think in my head that it, it would be different, but I don't know. You tell me. Definitely a different vibe. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the apps I think are a lot more like hookup forward than the <laughs> straight dating apps, um, which I think is fine. I mean, I think that was like a fun time of my life <laughs> to like explore that. Um, but wasn't what I was ultimately looking, looking for. Um, and it's also just like, I mean, it's just so bizarre because you're trying, I mean, there's always a risk that someone's going to find you. Right. And it happened to me. So it's like, you're trying to be as discreet as possible, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you, you do want to build these connections. So it was mostly just challenging, I think, because um, like, I wasn't able to like be public with it and I didn't have any like support as I was. I mean, I think we all know how challenging dating can sometimes be. <laughs> so it's sort of hard to do it all. Uh, without being able to talk to anyone about it. We like to say that if dating wasn't difficult, we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> so we want it to be as complicated <laughs> as possible. Yeah. Well, um, luck. <laughs> okay. So, so, okay. Here's my first. So you have the fun, uh, like 30,000 foot view of having dated men and women. And what is like the key? Dif- like what if are there... Is it a different set of rules? All right, on our show, we talk about all the different rules when it comes to dating, which, which we don't text, believe in rules. Which we don't record. believe in them. We we yeah. do not believe in rules. Um, what have you noticed as like the key differences? That's like yeah. that's just kind of like fun conversational shit. Like example, guys don't ghost each other. Guys don't ghost other guys. Which yeah. is that something that's? I mean, do guys ghost other guys? I guess is my and question. How do you, like who pays? Yeah. Like who has to text first? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us everything. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, there are definitely differences that I've noticed. I mean, I think like fundamentally like, growing up because I was, you know, dating women, it was like I'd always m- imagine myself with like a wife and kids. And like when you start dating men, it's sort of a whole new world. And there's like that sort of hetero, uh, those hetero rules are not forming like how you're viewing partnership, which I think is sometimes good because it opens up other options, but sometimes challenging because <laughs> you have to find mm-hmm. common ground between yeah. two people, right? And sometimes that's hard when, you know, the landscape is wide open. Um, I I have experienced ghosting. I have been ghosted and I have, am not happy to say I have ghosted people, <laughs> both men and women. So that's common. Um, we typically go Dutch, I would say, but like, I mean, in some cases, when I've invited someone on a date, I'll pay just to be nice. Um, so, I mean, I think the rules are, uh, I think we just have fewer rules, probably. <laughs> that's that's nice, though. Like, I'm jealous. It's like either someone's going to, one of the two people is going to do it or nobody is. And then nothing happens. Yeah. You kind of have to make everything happen rather than sitting around like waiting for the other one to do it, which is would just make things easier. Yeah, I will say there's a lot less like tiptoeing around um, like feelings early on in the dating stage. I feel like when I was like dating women, it was like by date three, I wouldn't really even fully know the person because like we were both keeping our feelings tight to our chest. Whereas um, mm-hmm. since I started dating men, I did not ex- really experience that in sort of the early stages as strongly. Wait, wait. So, so you said since you started dating men, that those feelings come out sooner than like the third date. Yeah. 
just more upfront with the initial like attraction or like where is this going type conversation. Wow. Obviously, there's a lot of complex complexities between like what that correlation could be. But it's funny because when we are talking to a lot of our listeners, they're like, yeah, this guy won't open up to me about what he's thinking and what, how he's feeling. Yet it sounds like it might the like that's not something that is like guy specific. It can't be because yeah. it's a guy like right. that. Does, it sounds like what we're proving is maybe that that's like, hey, maybe you're not listening. <laughs> maybe you're not asking <laughs> yeah. the right questions. Yeah. Um, and so person dependent, I think so. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I I like to now plug the fact that I have fallen instantly in love with somebody uh, on date number one, and oh. our communicate. Yeah, crazy shit, crazy shit. Um, and but by the time this episode comes out, this will be canon to the podcast. But tons of great communication. By the time and this episode like sort of, comes out, which will be in like a week or two, you guys are either going to be engaged or yeah. it's going to be over. Hopefully, hopefully engaged, but... <laughs> hopefully engaged. Well, so yeah, Derek, we had date two and then she okay. went to okay. LA for um, three weeks for work. So, so now she's long out. Distance. Wow. I know. Now we're doing a long distance relationship. Yeah, I know. Um, how did you and Michael meet? What app? And what was that like? Uh, yeah, it was chappy. It, we did like okay. the first date, Goodnight Sunny. And then like we... It was right during the holiday. So then we had like another date in quick succession because we were excited about it, I think. And then uh, um, for the holidays and then I sort of dealt with the whole coming out to my friend saga. <laughs> Do you think that at the end of the day, as even though it was scary to get that text that somebody saw you on the app and that it kind of pushed you to tell people, do you think the timing of that encouraging you to have to come out to your friends combined with having just met someone you really liked and potentially yeah. saw a future with, do you think as annoying as it was that it happened that way, like maybe the the timing was good for it to happen almost? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that's the case. I mean, I, I think the timing is so bizarre because it like <laughs> did work out into like a long-term relationship. Um, and who knows how long I would have, you know, stayed in the closet if it hadn't happened. Um, it kind of, so like it kind of sucks that like it wasn't really on my own terms, but at the same time, it's like right. I was taking my time, so <laughs> it sort of forced me out. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it was good to get that initial push because then by the time I was like coming out to like my family and like broader friend groups, it was like I was so done with coming out, so I was just trying to rip the banding off. So I tried to come out as quickly as I could after that. <laughs> yeah. What was that conversation like with your family? Oh my God, it was funny. Um, so like, I just like did a casual text to my brother too. Cause I was just like, I, I don't want to deal with this, but obviously I wanted to call my parents. Um, I think this is actually one thing that's better about maybe coming out. Like when you're a fully fledged adult, it's like, it's like, um, I mean, I have supporting parents. They love me. Um, and I'm sort of standing on my own two feet already. So they, they're not so like worried about me, which I think is the case for sometimes when, parents, kids come out, they're worried about what that means for their life or their safety or what have you. Um, but so, yeah, I, I called them up and I was basically just like, um, so I'm dating someone, it's a guy. And then like, there was just dead silence. So I was like, what's going on here? And then they were like, we couldn't hear anything you said. So I was like, all right, let me come out to my parents for the second time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. oh my God. Wait. That's kind of like a good like T-Mobile or Verizon commercial, yeah, by the way, where it's like, yeah, don't sign up. You need Sprint. the most reliable network <laughs> yeah. to come out to your parents. Yeah, good call, Don. I do have Sprint, so that's the problem. <laughs> Are you serious? You have Sprint? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There. Okay, sorry. Continue. Continue your story. So um, silence happens. Yeah, I mean, they were really. I mean, they were really supportive. I think they were like, didn't know exactly how to respond in the beginning, but I didn't feel anything other than support i think like i'm one of the lucky ones because not everyone has that type of support system within their families but um yeah it was pretty pretty smooth after that i think and then i was like so done with it i was just like posted a picture of me and michael on instagram because i was like let's just get ripped the bandit off <laughs> I oh, the, I, the ig official hold on so yeah. what date and this is no you know no matter what uh like kind of dating we're talking about here going to grid as we call oh, yeah, it yeah that's a big deal. What? Uh, how many dates in were you where you're like, we're going to go to the grid? That w- there was some time. There was some time between when I like okay. to my friends versus my family. 
I think that we went to grid probably uh, six months in or so. Okay. I, I'm not a very active Instagram poster, so that comes into consideration too. <laughs> six Frequency months seems posting. like a really like a realistically, I think more couples should wait until six months. Um, yeah. Because they often don't make it to six months. Um, but that's not the way the world works. <laughs> I um I was almost going yeah I, I the the idea is that you there is a correlation between how often someone I was trying to come up with an equation for this once straight up I spent like a day working on like what is the correlation between frequency of posting and um, what kind of stuff you're posting to when you're posting with somebody because typically in my experience with grid stalking is are they still with that person in the photo. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, and right, it's because right. like if someone's like flirting with you and their last picture right today is March 5th. But if someone's flirting with me and their last picture with like a guy is like December 25th, 2020. But they haven't posted since then with them. And they have, let's just say five photos. Do you think that they're still together? Ooh, I don't. I mean, I would say no, but I mean, I think it sounds, sounds like you guys are much better at your investigative journalism when it comes to <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Trust me. Hello, everybody. It's time to talk about one of my favorite things, favorite parts of the day. Actually, after a long day of podcasting and writing screenplays and having phone calls and zooms, I enjoy listening. And watching to Alana's distracting me. I'm going to keep this though. Here's the thing. I don't edit my ads. I keep it raw and real. So I enjoy winding down by taking the CBD Gummy Square Rest. It's blue. It's delicious. It has melatonin and it's CBD. And this thing does a combination of calm my mind, make me have a good, nice, chill vibe, and also get me a little bit sleepy and have me have a nice... Nice, nice rest. You know, in New York, lots of construction sounds, lots of sounds of my neighbors having sex, dogs barking, cats meowing, all these different things. And these help just get those eight hours, eight to nine hours that are key. Great things about it. It is non-GMO. It's organic. Um, it's gluten-free. Uh, it's coming from a really cool company, John and Renee. Maybe you guys have heard our episode with them uh, a couple episodes back. I suggest you go listen to it. So it's an awesome business we've been lucky enough to partner with. We do have a code for you. So if you use our code seeing other people, you'll get 10% off and you'll get free shipping. So go do that. Go try that. We've been taking this stuff. Um, it's been really, really pleasant. And we sincerely enjoy the product. Uh, CBDmindsetwellness.com. Are you kidding me? Did you seriously just say that? Is it mindsetwellnesscbd.com? Jonah, I'm going to scream. It is mindsetwellnesscbd.com is where you can go get it. You can also look anywhere on our description page uh, or on our Instagrams. The logo, the information is all there. Code seen other people. I prefer the rest gummies. They're my favorites. Uh, Alana likes the happy ones. We both like all these things. Um, We hope you guys enjoy it and uh, check out this awesome product from a really great company. What was it like for you? Like, What was going through your head when you went on... Like the first time you went on a gay dating app and, and went on a date with another guy, what were your thoughts? Like, were you excited? Were you nervous? Like, a whole new world. Yeah, um, definitely nervous. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I really had no frame of reference. Like, I um, didn't have like a broad, broad gay support support network. Like, a lot of my friends were straight, um, so I didn't really know what I was doing. So. Um, was definitely nervous. Um, I think the first like few months of exploration were very casual, which I think was really took the pressure off of me. I was like, "All right, we'll meet up. We'll see what happens." Like, <laughs> like, like I'm not looking for the man of my dreams in these first couple of interactions. Um, and then, sort of as it as I was starting dating more seriously, um, yeah. I mean, I, for me, it's like a feel. I'm all about sort of the chemistry and how we're feeling on sort of the first couple of dates. Um, I think I lean towards Jonah. Like I can tell pretty early on, I think, if like it's going to be a, a fit or not. Um, and so definitely nervous going into the first date. But once once it starts, you know, the nerves fall away a little bit. Did did you say that it was your first time out with a guy? To the... Oh, um... To the guy you were on a date with. 
Yeah, I think at the yeah, I think at the end of the night I did confess. <laughs> but not <laughs> going into it. <laughs> See, I did this stupid weird thing on my first dating app date. I had just I no, I didn't. It was going into my senior year of college. He was like two years older. I think we met up, we got drinks. And when, in the beginning, I was like, So, like, have you done this before? Like, gone on a date from a dating app? And he was like, Yeah. Like, what do you think I did? I was like, Oh, it's my first time. <laughs> and then we like, Cheers. I was like, Cheers to my first dating app date. And I'm like, thinking back, that's so mortifying. Like, oh my God, what was I thinking? So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have been on a few dates where someone had said, like, this is like my first time going like a dating app date. And then it's like uh, uh, so absurdly clear that it's obviously not their first time going on a really? dating app date. And I'm, uh, and I'm just like, is that some like, it's not something cool to like, it's like, it's a weird right. thing to say, like, because it, it's like, I'll see the app. Like, I'll sometimes, here's something that I always think is like a funny little awkward beat that happens on dates. And I'm not saying that I get that many hinge matches, but like, you know, that thing where you're on a date with someone and you take out your phone to show them a picture of your dog or that mutual friend, and your home screen happens to have a notification from a dating app of your choice where it's like Emily or Zach has liked your photo. And you're like, so nervous as if you're getting caught cheating, even though you just met this person, there's no, you have no loyalty to this person, but it's still a very like awkward thing to yeah. have happen. Yeah. I, which I always, by the way, normalize. I'm like, Oh, I just got a match from Emily. Should we look at her profile? What should oh, I say I've done to her? that too. I like make, make it into a fun thing. That would be really yeah, funny. Yeah. If you like, imagine if you and whoever you're on a date with messaged Emily and then like Emily ended up being the girl that you <laughs> ended up with wait oh oh shit that is funny that would be yeah (laughs) by the way that's probably how it would work like i could see that that's how destiny would would work itself out i yeah i was on my friend my guy friend's hinge and i think i went and messaged like the weirdest things ever to a ton of girls and they all every single one of them responded because the message was just so absurd that they what were was like, the message? Something about like farts or something. I don't even know. It was like something was, about farts. Yeah, it was oh. weird. Like you look like you're holding in a fart. I think was the actual line. Um, if my memory <laughs> serves me. And apparently, that's a line that people want to hear because every single girl responded to him. Well, did it turn into any dates, or was this just like a what's go- what's going on here? I, I think he went on a few dates actually, and. You know, he's in a relationship now and I'm I haven't asked, but I'm very curious if it's from that round. Wait, I'm literally writing this down because when we when <laughs> my phone is currently in my camera, but when we're done, I'm going to you look like you're holding, holding in a fart. <laughs> I'm just gonna comment that three times and let's see what the success rate is. Is it to get a response or to get a match? Either. It to okay. stand out to get that match okay. to turn that into a conversation to turn that into a life partner. Copy that. <laughs> yeah, I met your you know your father and I met. I was just I was just standing there and he walked over to me at the bar and he said, "You know, you look like you're holding in a fart." <laughs> and, I was, and, and I was like, "Yes, I am." And then this is where our sound designer would make some sort of sound effect happen, but we don't have a sound designer. Um, or do we want fart sound effects on our show? No, we want fart sound effects. Since coming out, has anyone like come to you for advice on how to come out, or that they're not sure if they want to, if they're ready to, or like has has anyone really leaned on you for like to guide them through that? Hmm. Yeah, um, not so explicitly yet. I mean, like I think because I was so late in the game, it's like. Uh, a ton of like my network who are gay have already been there and done that. So like I um, sort of leaned on them for advice, to be honest. Um, and I think like one thing that like I've learned from those people is like it's a really personal process. And I think that's something that you, you sometimes lose sight of during like all the stress of coming out sometimes. Um, but like when I came out, people like coming to me saying that like they were disappointed that I didn't feel comfortable telling them previously or like things like that. And I'm like, how selfish can you be? Like, <laughs> like this is not about you. <laughs> um, and so like as much as you Damn. can take that time for yourself and like you should be selfish in that moment, like do what's right for you. 
And so it's not like a one size fits all experience. For me, it was like, I got that push and then I wanted to get it over with as uh, quickly as possible. I think for some people, like they don't even want to make a statement on it. Um, and for others, it's like probably just a longer, more gradual process. And I think that's all totally fine. And you're not, you're not being dishonest or shady or anything about keeping um, something that's challenging you to yourself and coming out when it's right for you. After you came out or once you started realizing like you only wanted to be dating men, um, and before you met your boyfriend, when you were out, if women approached you, would you say to them like, oh, I'm just not interested? Or would you be like, sorry, I'm gay? Like, what was your... How'd you handle that? What was your response? No. I mean, I mean, I was always pretty open. <laughs> I like human connection. Like, I still... Like, I... Again, I had great times with women. And I think, um, like, it's hard. Like, this binary of, like, gay versus straight is pretty complicated. So... Definitely yeah. wouldn't shut them down. And like, I was even resistant at first to sort of label myself gay because I didn't really know. I mean, I was all, I was figuring it out myself. So <laughs> it's like hard to put a label on it. So um, yeah, I was definitely open to continuing to explore uh, anyone I had chemistry with, really. I had this um, photographer who I think is gay. Uh, he is gay. And he was like DMing me because he found me on TikTok. And he's a super talented photographer. He like photographs like the D'Amelios from t- like celebrities and all this shit. And he seemed really dope. And he slid into me. He's like, Hey, hon, can we like, you're super cute. And I was like, thanks, man. Like, you're like, you too, brother. Like, you know, I was like, you know, all, like, you're a cute dude. And he's like, he's like, can we date? And he's, again, he's, he's like verified hundreds of thousands of followers. And I'm like, I'm like, haha, like, uh, flattered, flat. I guess in like a flattering. Because honestly, truth to, to be told, though, just to like, I was like, I was like, I is it? I don't even know why I thought this. Is it insensitive if I say no? Sorry, I'm straight. And I'm like, I should have just said that. There's nothing wrong. I don't. I don't believe there's anything wrong with saying that. No. Um, and instead, I was like, thanks for the. You know, I was just like, you know, I was just reciprocating the love because I didn't necessarily know he was being serious. And then he was like, seriously, can we go on a date? Like if I'm in New York and I was like, I'm actually seeing someone right now. And he, she, he is like, who's the lucky guy? And I was like, oh, her name is like, insert name of this person that I was seeing at the time. And he goes, ew, you're straight. And I go, okay. yeah. <laughs> you said ew? You said ew. And I was like, I was like, I like, that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. Damn. Um, I, think you, I feel like you handled that perfectly. I mean, like you got to be upfront about <laughs> what you want or don't want. I guess, yeah. And I was like, but it was just like a funny instance of like I don't know, it's like a funny t- TikTok culture meets Instagram DM meets like sexual identities, like all these different things happening that was Yeah. That I was like so behind on the TikTok culture. What's what's your vibe on TikTok, Jonah? What are you posting? I <laughs> am it's something that I think honestly like if I committed to it, I could be Great, and I, you, it's like, it's like you could be, you should be TikTok famous. It I, frustrates it, it me could, that you're not. Because here's the thing: I'm a film, I am a filmmaker. I, you know, and I, I can, if I was in high school and TikTok was what was it what it was, I would totally do that. But I'm 30 years old. I want to spend my creative energies focusing on feature length filmmaking and all that jazz. And it's the same sort of section. But to answer your question, like I enjoy making little TikToks that are just like jokes about like singing songs about essential water or, you know, <laughs> doing a fake bar mitzvah. Welcome to Jackie's bar mitzvah. You know, like these like little <laughs> things I'll do. Um, but the most successful TikTok I had was one where it was like a very earnest, wholesome vlog of like, Hey, my name's Jonah. I'm a filmmaker living in Brooklyn. It was like sort of a little about me. And oh. it got like 300 comments and um, not that many, like 17,000 views, not that many in terms of like TikTok, but like, I met like three very fucking legit people who I now consider creative like collaborators in a sense. One's a um, her name is Willa. She's a writer for GQ. She's amazing. Um, then like two people who work as like execs at a company. And I was like, shit, TikTok kind of has. If you're not, you can do it whatever way you want. But if let's say like uh, uh, Derek, what do you, what do you do? I actually don't really know. What you, I don't know what you do. <laughs> I work at JP Morgan. I do like product strategy. So like doing a product strategy TikTok where it's like, this is what I do. That's if you do something, <laughs> yeah, by the way, really specific TikTok. If you do something that is like specific to who you are, like not humor based, like if you do something that's like something that's specific to who you are, you will actually make meaningful connections because it's yeah. sort of like a cooler LinkedIn in that capacity. Yeah. 
don't know. Yeah, that's what I like about social media. I think it really does bring people together. I think some people are very open on it, which I think is admirable. I'm like not as (laughs) open on it, which maybe I should be, but I think it definitely is a good way to connect people. Totally. Completely agree. So I have Um, one one more question for you, and then we'll get into answering our listener questions. Um, For any of our listeners who are, are hearing this episode and hearing you talk about your experience, and if they either are going through that right now, deciding if they're ready to come out or exploring their sexuality, um, what advice would you give to them? And similarly, if someone's friend has recently just come to them and said like, Hey, I'm letting you know, like I'm dating women or I'm dating men or I, whatever they might be saying, um, how would you, like, what would you tell the friend to do to support them through that journey? Yeah. Those are all good questions. Um, so I think first, like exploring sexuality, like I would say, like do as much exploration as you can <laughs> before you like find your partner or partners, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you float your boat. Because I feel like what you don't want to do is like be in a long-term situation uh, where you're not able to like bring your full self to it. Um, and I think like, at least in my case, like if I had never explored dating men like it would always be a curiosity in the back of my mind and so like how would that like influence long-term relationships with women is something that i would always consider so i think if you're interested in exploring like do it (laughs) like and i think um one way to do that is just to find like a close friend who is either um like exploring as well or um just like a good support partner who can like help you through that process because i think what i've learned is that it was challenging to, to do it alone on the DL. <laughs> um, and I think, again, like if you're looking to come out, I just think like it's not a one size fits all experience. Like it's make it about you. It's personal. Like don't get caught up in like, um, like any negative reactions. Cause I think one, the people who matter really will um, be the ones who stand up for you and support you through this. And I think like, my best friends who I told after I was sort of out it is like, it's like, it's done nothing but strengthen our relationships, right? Like, I feel like you're not really as strong, uh, like a friend to someone, if you are hiding some of these things about yourself. Um, and so like, that's one like benefit of coming out. Um, but again, it's a journey. It's a process. Like don't, you don't have to rush through anything. Um, and I think like <laughs> I had a lot of like a lot of range of reactions when I told people like I think I told one friend and the first thing she said was like, um, does sex hurt? And I was like, is that really like the, the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> like, one of your wow. like, best friends comes out to you. Um, so I would say like if you are coming out, be patient <laughs> with people that are close to you, because in some cases they've never experienced this before either. And so they're trying to navigate it uh, as well. Um but if you are a good friend, I would say don't start with that. Um, and also, um, <laughs> just like just like make sh- make sure that your friend knows that you're there to support them, like no matter what. And so, I think one of the best ways to do that is just to like literally just ask how you can support them through this. Um, and I think that'll be different for everyone. Like some mm. people will want to talk about it a lot. Some people won't want to talk about it at all. But I think as long as they know that they can do like that full range of interaction with you talking about their coming out. I think that's the way you can sort of be a good, good ally through it. No, I was going to say, I know um, when I was in college, I had a few friends come out to me and my first thought, it was like, I was like half processing what they were saying, but then I couldn't even think of something to say because all I wanted to say was like, okay, I love you. Like I'm here. Let me know. Great. Like, that's awesome. Can't wait to hear more about it. Um, but, and and I think that, that they appreciated that, or at least I hope that they did, but yeah, I, I really like that advice of just asking how you can support them through it. I think in every, everything in life, that's a really good thing to do. Time for a shout out to our amazing sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD. I have in my hands right now my happy gummies and my calm gummies. Uh, If you have never taken CBD products before, CBD actually doesn't get you high, but it genuinely makes you feel better. And the great thing about Mindset Wellness is their products, their line of products has products for different mindsets. So what I've been doing actually is I've been taking a happy gummy going into my dates so that I just like feel good. I feel myself. I feel happy. And then my biggest problem, as you all know, is that 
after dates, I overthink and I self-sabotage. And I really just like create a million spirals in my head that make me think like, oh my God, this is never going to work out. I'm going to be single and alone forever. So what I started doing is actually taking one of my calm gummies after my dates. And to be honest, like I feel on top of the world now. Like I feel like I have gotten to the bottom of different anxieties that I feel when it comes to dating. And I'm super, super excited to hopefully encourage you all to get these gummies and try them out. Uh, all of Mindset Wellness CBD's products are gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, organic. And obviously, we're hooking you up with 10% off and free shipping. So head to MindsetWellnessCBD.com and use the code seeing other people at checkout. Can't wait to hear what you think. I was going to say, speaking of advice, you know, one of the great things that this show does is take listener questions and we try our best to give them advice. So, Derek, if you will join us in some advice for the audience of seeing other people, Alana, I will take the first one. Do it. Um, If the spark is gone for a little while in a relationship, can you find it again? And this is not a lyric to an Olivia Rodrigo song. <laughs> this is from one of be? our listeners. Can it be? <laughs> if the spark is gone for a while, can so, you find it? Uh, yeah. So if the spark is gone for a while, can you find it again? That was good. You just put that in your TikTok, Jenna. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Derek. <laughs> Who starts with the advice? Do I? You start. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely think, I mean, I think like chemistry and sparks with like definitely ebbs and flows throughout a relationship. I think you definitely can get it back. I think sometimes it actually seems pretty challenging. Um, so like, I think as much open communication you can have about it or like, um, like just putting all your feelings on the table and being able to like either, I don't know, schedule time to do things that brought the spark early on. Or, um, I think, if both partners are aware of it and are actively working to reignite it, it can definitely happen. Yeah, I think that part's key is that you both have to want to work through yeah. it together. Otherwise, mm. if if just one of you is putting in the effort, then it that it's not going to work. But I, I absolutely, I absolutely do think it's going to come back. It's also it's unrealistic for an entire long-term relationship to feel sparky and to feel like that, <laughs> like every day is like going to Disney. Like that's not a thing. And um, I think you have to remember that like the honeymoon period is just the honeymoon period. And eventually that's going to fade out and you're going to have to keep re-falling in love with your partner. And that does yeah. take work. Yeah. I think that's nice. One way to do that, though, is like if you have the means, go on a trip. Like I feel like Michael and I went on a trip to Italy and it was the most fun time. And we came back like very re-energized, I think. So, Wow. That's I, that's so funny because I've been advised to never go on a trip with some. Well, I guess it's if I love them, I should go on a trip with them. That's, <laughs> yeah, but it's like <laughs> I've been advised never go on a honeymoon. You're not allowed. No, no, no. I've been advised that. No, here's here's something to your point, Derek. Trips will test you and oh, the person yeah, that you're yeah. with. So you're either going to come out even more strongly bonded or you're going to come out being like, oops. That's a good call, actually. What if you come <laughs> out though... Oh, I've, see, I've had friends go on trips where going into it, they're like, yeah, like, I hopefully... like I'm kind of using this as a test and it'll push me in either direction. And then they come back and they're like, yeah, it was fine. I'm like, so did it tell you anything? They're like, no, Still like oh, interesting. Then they're lying to you. <laughs> yeah, something happened on those trips. <laughs> yeah, that's not a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's not. A, that's not. Yeah, a, you don't. You don't come back from Italy and say me. <laughs> <laughs> Paris was. Uh, Paris was fine. Good point. Okay, I stand. I stand down. All right, uh, we'll jump into the next one. He just cool. got out of a four-year relationship. He says he likes me a lot, but isn't ready for something serious yet. How long do I wait? Oh God. Um, I mean, I think it depends on like what, like what your timeline is. I think you should know like what you want. And I mean, I would be patient. I think you want (laughs) your partner to be like, have fully sort of processed those feelings of that past relationship before you jump into something else. Cause I think that's the only way that they can give all themselves to you. Um, Mm. but like, I mean, it is what it is. If you have ambitions to, to like get serious with someone in the near term, 
um, and they're not trying to do that, then maybe timing's just off and it's not the best match. Um, so I'd be patient to a point until like it misaligns with your expectations too much. I like that idea of misaligning with the expectations. Realities misaligning with the expectations is like a good tipping point for decision making. I feel like the word I don't like in this is how long do I wait? Mm. Like yeah. if he doesn't want something serious, then that means that he's maybe dating other people, which means hopefully you're dating other people too. Well, or that he's just not ready to commit to right. another, like holding the weight of someone else and being in that partnership. But yeah, I mean, either way, what, with what you said about... But what's the difference, Alana? No, okay, yeah, right, exactly. Either way, with what you said about the word weight, I don't think... You, here's the thing is if you keep waiting, you're going to get hurt. And what you should do and what I wish I had done in the past in, in this situation is say, I like you too. I am looking hmm. for something serious. I hmm. want you to take the time that you need to be like process your breakup and move out, like move forward. And if you decide you are ready for something serious, reach back out. Let me know. That's good yeah. advice. I, I mean, I have seen relationships. I don't know if you guys have too, but like where they're relatively serious, but like one is clearly like more ready to fully, fully commit <laughs> than the other. Yeah. Um, and I think those have worked out. Um, so I guess that's my plug for like, if you really think that this guy or this person could be the one, like maybe give him some time. <laughs> yeah. I, one of my very good friends, she was seeing somebody for about, I think like eight months um, before they became official because he had just gotten out of, I think a five-year relationship. And he was like, I like you. I want to keep seeing you. I'm not ready to have a girlfriend. And yeah, she, it was really hard for her, but she felt hmm. like she, it was worth the wait. And they've been together for four years now. So I think she's yeah, glad she up. waited. Because <laughs> yeah. it could be like, I'm literally just writing this down. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no, it just inspired. It's like, a, it's, well, it's look, it's, a, it's an argument about timing, right? If you get yeah. out of something serious for five years, it wasn't meant to be. The next day, you meet someone who you're like, wait, holy fuck, this person's amazing. <laughs> you can't rationally commit the next day. That's not a smart move. Well, right. and here's the thing. I got a text last night from a guy I was texting with like two months ago. We've gone on dates in the past four years ago. And we matched on an app, started texting, going into New Year's. And then he just stopped answering one day. Or he didn't not stop answering. He just like he said he was going to figure out a day to get drinks that week and then just never followed up. And I never responded. Hmm. I was like, if you want to see me, he'll reach out, whatever. Last night, I got a text from him saying, Hey, really sorry. I went MIA. I actually had just gotten out of a relationship like a week before and jumped on the apps way too quickly. So I needed Whoa. to take some time for myself to be able to move past that, which now I am. Would love to get that drink. And in my head, I'm like, proceed with caution. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because he did go out of his way to reach out and to explain and be honest with me. But also it scares me if like I am looking for something serious, how do I know if if this guy is ready for that or not? I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would proceed with caution. There. Extreme caution. Extreme I feel like he wasn't he wasn't up front before. Like he could have told you earlier. Uh, it feels like you popped up on his for you page and he was like, she's cute. Let me just slide into her DM again. That's what it sounds like. I did post the no first trap yesterday. Expert. So I think. Oh, is that right? Oh, there you go. There's always, <laughs> it's always a thirst trap. There's always a correlation. Yep. I love that. All right. One last question. Um, question last question. I'll read it. Uh, I want to both have fun, but also have something long term. How do I ultimately choose between the two? I know I can't do both. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know this question. Yeah, I mean, I don't Alana, know. was this you? No, what? No. <laughs> if anything, it would have been you. <laughs> um, Maybe yeah, I mean, I think like one, I think like long term relationships can be can be fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah find someone that you have fun with long term. I think that's the goal. Right. Uh, I think maybe she's getting at something else. Maybe he doesn't want exclusivity, which is, or he or she, I'm not sure who wrote in, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, that's an option too. Like, <laughs> like you can find ways to be non-monogamous if that works for both partners. Or um, I feel like once you find someone that you do want to be with, that, that may be sort of that long-term person, you may right. want to have less fun. <laughs> uh, but it depends on the person. Well, yeah, sure. it's like... If you're having the long, the longevity and the fun ideally are happy. It's longevity because you're having that much fun that it right, lasts right. that long. So like, I feel like that's the thing. Maybe like you said, maybe they're saying some sort of like open relationship thing. Look, I was just talking to a very close friend of mine. She has had a boyfriend slash been in an open relationship for, I think they've been dating for five years and she's in an open relationship and it's, they have threesomes you know, with, and there's like all these sort of things that they're, they're doing that in some, under some context of a lens, that might be what this person means by fun. Not yeah. trying to assume anything, but um, <laughs> that's a way to do it. You could have an open relationship <laughs> if that's something people want. It's an idea. Yeah. I mean, I think just, just keep having no. fun until you find someone that you want something serious with. And hopefully yeah. you'll be having fun with them as well. Um, dating term of the week, Alana. So instead of Derek, we usually do a new dating term of the week and they are pretty Whoa. bizarre. Um, but I thought we'd switch it up this week and actually do a new old dating term and maybe bring back some class to this unclassy <laughs> world of dating that we live in. Um, so the term of the week is going steady, which I actually heard my parents always talk about. And my mom would show me like, Oh, here's a bracelet that I had from like the, the guy gave it to me like in high school. Cause we were going steady. Um, and the hmm. definition is the next step beyond the courting phase where you're now taking another person on dates exclusively. So going steady, you're seeing one person, but you're not yet in a relationship. So it's like it's like yeah. you DTR. No, it's before the DTR. It's after the exclusive talk before the DTR. Going steady. I like that one. That's a good term. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Um, well, Derek, we've thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show and yeah, talking, sharing you know your dating life, romantic life with us. Um, where can our listeners find you? If you want to be found on the internet. If you want to be found. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have nothing to plug, but you can find me on Instagram at uh, Drizdo, D-R-I-Z-Z-D-O-E. Um, and yeah, feel free to reach out. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so well, much for joining us. With, yeah. with that, I will say uh, we're going to be hitting the stop button, everybody. And I like to say that now because sometimes when we do these virtual recordings, people think when we wrap up, they actually have to leave the Zoom or the chat. And then it's like, no, we want you to stay so we can talk after we're done recording. But for everyone at home, we're going to be hitting the stop button on the recording. A little bit of a meta plug there. And <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys as always. Thank you for listening to Seeing Other People. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.